Welcome to the Analytics for You podcast. If you want to listen our Spanish version, please skip to minute 13. Bienvenidos a Analytics for You podcast. Si quieres escuchar la versión en español, puedes brincar al minuto 13. Welcome guys to a new episode of the Analytics for You podcast. This is a space to talk about technology, digital solutions, and analytics in the healthcare fields. My name is Emily Gonzalez, and I am here with Ruben. How are you doing, Ruben? Doing very well, Emily. How about you? I am great. And yesterday, well, uh, we celebrate the World's Cats Day. So kudos oh. and And a shout out to Molly, your cat, and Nesta and Suchi, my cat. Um, yesterday was their day. And for the question for today, if you were to be a cat, which color would you be? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, I've had a, well, my sister had a black cat. My mom had a white cat. And my cat is gray. And I just thought, I just realized that we actually are covering the whole black and white spectrum. Uh, as as I went through these, uh, but I've heard that orange cats are the best. Uh, I see them, you know, on videos on TikTok, and uh, I've uh, I've seen them be very smart, very inquisitive, and you know, a little bit uh, rough and tumble type of uh, cat. So I think I would be an orange cat, and uh, a very playful orange cat. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. So how about you? I've never interacted with an orange cash either. Um, but uh, I will be like my my pet sushi. It's a white and black smoking uh smoking cat. Um and sushi's a beauty. Seen. Yeah, she's beautiful. <laughs> and in personality wise, those cats are uh, a little bit more serene and they own everything. So I really relate mm, to that. That's very cool, yeah. I uh, I can imagine, and uh, as cat lovers, I actually don't really care about the the color. Uh, I I found myself uh, really attracted to all different cats. By the way, we I love dogs too. I love all kinds of animals and pets. Uh, I've had plenty of dogs: so Saint Bernard, Siberian Huskies, Rottweilers, the whole thing. So uh, I've uh, gone through the whole spectrum, but easier to have a cat. So. Yeah, it's it's easier. I actually love dogs too. I have never had a dog as a pet. But most of my friends have dogs as pets, and, and it's very fulfilling as well. So yep. please take care of your animals and give them the best life that you can. Absolutely. They will give you the best life back too. So. Indeed. Well, for today, we have a very special topic, and we're going to talk about measurable objectives. So what are your opening thoughts on this matter? Perfect. Thank you for uh, for that topic. It's one of the most uh, important things, I think, uh, obviously in, in the analytics world, uh, but even in our own uh, personal lives. And one of the easy ways to think of a measurable objective is how we all uh, weigh ourselves and how we all have targets for, for our weight, right? Because it's one of those things that we attribute to being healthy or not being healthy. And uh, you don't just say, I want to be skinny. You say, I want to be 120 pounds. Uh, I, you know, in my case, I want to be 172 pounds and I'm hovering in the 180s. 
So it, you measure that, right? You you know exactly uh, what you're what you're aiming for. It's very concrete. It's uh, black and white. And so we should apply that to almost everything in in life, particularly in business. Okay, business is very important that you have measurable objectives. Most uh, most companies mm-hmm. are measured by you know how much revenue they generate, particularly public companies, companies that are in the stock market, they don't get to just come up with random numbers. And uh, and if they if they uh, come up with random numbers, they're going to get punished with their stock price because uh, the markets expect to have some extremely measurable uh, targets. And they, they expect the companies and the people inside of those companies to meet those targets and to be um, so measured their, their success that way. So uh, of course, there are many other ways uh, to measure uh, things, and even even in the healthcare field, now uh, you can look at, hey, do I have my cholesterol over two hundred or is it under two hundred? That's a measurable target, and people will associate that, you know, with with your health or not. High blood pressure, is it, is, you know, do I have a systolic or diastolic uh, measurements in the in the one forties or in the nineties? Those are big, uh, you know, challenging uh, situations that you want to address. So. We don't realize it sometimes, but everything around us is measurable. And let's set it that way, right? Set targets. Indeed. Set targets that you can measure. And it's very, it's funny. And yet it, it, it gives me a lot of um, of mental flexibility to, to, to go on with this topic because you started with weight. And when you said that, and what is your, your goal in weight? Um, the immediate thought was it, there are another measurements for weight. Um, many people, uh, often the athletes, measure the the body mass, and right. they are usually heavier, but it's because they have more muscle. So the mm-hmm. weight is not necessarily uh, the measurement for them, or um, if they are um, if they are heavier, but they are building muscle, that's their goal. So being being mindful of what are the specific measurements that are important for for specific goals, it's very important because sometimes we are focused on weight or on any other measurement and not focusing uh, and weight and, and we start losing weight and skinny people start losing weight and not gaining muscle and that is not necessarily healthy. But if we are uh, like me on a heavier side, I start losing weight very fast. But that first loss of weight is water. How about my body mass or my muscles? So there are a lot of things to consider and be mindful of those other measurements uh, that sometimes get lost in the or the the amount of fat in the body, um, the butter, the fat percentages. Of of, mm-hmm. of the body are other measurements that can help us achieve our goals and be mindful of them because sometimes we forget that there are other things that we should be measuring. Absolutely, you have to uh, be very careful what what items you concentrate on. Uh, what you have to understand is that a lot of these things should be looked at, particularly when we're talking about the human body. It should be looked at as trends. Okay, so uh, for example, let's take let's take as, as you were as we were saying the the weight. Actually, let's look at let's look at blood pressure. Okay, because it, it it's a little bit easier um, measurement to not to not be biased one way or the other about the the blood pressure has a genetic component. 
All right. So uh, it's uh, it's been identified that there's certain uh, genetic disposition for some races to have a little bit higher blood pressure than than others. So yeah, if, once you take that into account, now let's start looking at your trend. If you go have your blood pressure measured on January 1st of 2020 and it's at 120 over 80, that's really good. All right. And then you go on December 1st of that same year, 2020, all of a sudden it's at 130 over 92. Well, it's, it's trending in the wrong direction. Now, that could be a very stressful day for you for X or Y reasons. So then you go back and you measure it again on uh, March of 2021 and March 1st. And, and it's, it's somewhere in the middle. It's at, say, 126.84. Okay, so now it's kind of trending back into the middle. And now you've got three data points, right? So now you can start making a little bit of a, start a little bit looking at a little bit of the trend. And uh, when you start looking at the trend, you're like, well, well so it's trended a little bit higher from January 1st of 2020. Uh, it's been a year, 14 months. I had a spike there in December. Uh, so let's wait another six months. And you go back in September and it's kind of stabilized somewhere at 128 to, to 84. Uh, so now, all of a sudden, now we can say, okay, this trend says that it's, it, you know, either I'm getting older, for example, or maybe you hit the 40s. And as soon as you hit the 40s, the body starts changing. Okay, so maybe you hit the 40s. Do we keep an eye out on it for, you know, every six months from now on? Do we keep an eye on it every year? Do we become more aggressive or not? Those are the things that you want to look at, right? Because you start establishing trends. Now, what happens with most people? They don't even take their blood pressure, Okay. So they don't, they don't know, yeah. they don't go to the, they don't go to the doctor every year, you know, to a primary doctor to do some, do some baseline uh, tests. And they don't if you have don't the do measurements that, at all. Right. Then you don't have the measurements. So then you go say, you know, you, you're feeling great. You've been feeling great all your life. All of a sudden you're, you know, you're 45 and you decide to go, you know, something happens. Oh my God, now I'm getting all these headaches and let me go check myself. Boom. Now you find out your, your blood pressure is at 138 over 88. So it's, it's borderline high, uh, you know, extremely high, borderline extremely yeah. high. And all of a sudden, you know, you start freaking out and they put your medicines, you know, for high blood pressure and all these things. And you have to change your diet tomorrow because, you know, this is going to be, this is going to affect you. It's going to lead, it could lead to strokes and uh, all sorts of cardiovascular diseases and this and that. Well, the, what happened is you probably started a trend of upwards, you know, on your, on your blood pressure, maybe from your late thirties. And all of a sudden you didn't get you know, you didn't get to feel many of the effects until your mid 40s. And that's when you got checked. And all of a sudden, that's a problem. So yeah. what we need to do is, as you, you know, to the to the subject, right? How do we set measurable objectives? Sometimes we don't know. But at the same time, if we don't have measurements of anything, then that should be a red flag, right? You should be like, okay, this is there's something strange here. My weight may be going up. My headaches are getting higher, blah, blah, blah. How do I address it from a, you know, how do I address it from a healthcare standpoint? Again, this works in the same way in businesses, okay? We have set up and, and this, for example, a target that no matter what, we need to grow 15% every year. And that's our main target. There's a whole bunch of other things that you have to, underlying things that you have to look at in order to grow by 15%, okay? But everybody knows we have to grow by at least 15% every year. So how do we do that? Of course, the easy answer is increase more sales, but how do you do it? Do you hire new people? Do you hire, do you bring in new products? Do you develop marketing new strategies. products? Do you have new marketing strategies, et cetera, right? So there's a whole bunch of things that go underneath the, the, the measurement of 
15%. But it's all driven because you have that measurement of 15%. If you just randomly said, oh, we just want to grow every year. Well, then then you're going to randomly grow every year. And some years you may and some, day, and some years you may not because you're randomly, you know, uh, selecting just the concept of growth. And for and from the marketing standpoint, we have a lot of measurements and a lot of things to measure uh, our views, our audience. Um, the the awareness of of our brand, the visitors of, on our webpage, the followers on our podcast, and all those things uh, gave us important data that we analyzed and gave us the the right tools to pivot our strategy or to move forward um, with more exciting topics or to change the the tactics uh, drastically to get the results. But if we don't have this baseline of measurements that we are constantly reviewing and constantly um, taking into consideration to move forward, uh, there is no way for us to have uh, to have a clear view of what are we doing right or what are we doing wrong. That's exactly it. Okay, so... What's the takeaway here? You have to you have to set up measurable objectives, and you have to you have to balance them out with your initial baseline measurements, and then look at the trends uh, that go with it. Rarely does something just change out of the blue. Okay, things yeah. are happening at all times. Okay, and the trends, and if you if you start measuring and if you start looking at things, you will notice those trends, and you will be able to address them long before they become either a bad thing or a good thing, right? There's trends that are just incredibly good as well. So, and then we um, just have to hop in. But if we don't know they're happening, we can't. If you don't know they're happening, you don't even get to celebrate them. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's good enough for the subject today. Indeed, let's keep up uh, the good work and measuring uh, our progress. And if we're not progressing, that's a great sign and a great moment to pivot your strategy and do better. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ruben, for, for this episode. To our dear audience, stay tuned for upcoming episodes. Goodbye. See you all later. Gracias a todos por escuchar nuestra versión en inglés. Ahora vamos a escuchar la versión en español de Analytics for You Podcast. Bienvenidos a un nuevo episodio de Analytics for You Podcast. Este es un espacio para hablar de tecnología, soluciones digitales y analytics en el sector salud. Mi nombre es Emily González y estoy aquí con Rubén. ¿Cómo estás, Rubén? Muy bien, Emily. Gracias a Dios. Espero que tú también. ¿Cómo estás? Súper bien también. Muy emocionada y feliz de que ayer, eh, bueno, para todos el 20 de febrero es el Día Mundial de los Gatos. Así que un saludo para Molly, y, que es tu gatita, y mis gatitas Sushi y Nesta en su día. 
Así que yo creo que por ahí va nuestra pregunta especial del día de hoy. Si fueras un gato, ¿de qué color serías? Ah, muy bien. Y resulta que eh, caigo en cuenta que mi hermana tuvo una gatita negra, mi, pa, mi mamá tuvo un gato blanco y ahora yo tengo una gatita gris, así que hemos descubierto todo el, el rango entre negro y blanco. <ríe> Pero realmente eh, el gato que me llama mucho la atención, que nunca he tenido, es un gato eh, color naranja. Eh, los veo en, en el internet y en y otros amigos que lo han tenido, son gatos ¿Son extremadamente... Famosos. Sí, famosos, muy curiosos, sumamente inteligentes eh, y, y de verdad que se ve como que son eh, de, muy divertidos de, de tener, así que probablemente me gustaría eh, tener o ser un gato naranja. ¿Y tú? Yo me quedaría con los colores de sushi. Eh, yo tengo una gata blanca y negra que es eh, lo que se le llama un smoking cat. Eh, es una gata súper... Eh, no lo voy a decir calmada porque ella es juguetona eh, a su manera, pero tiene su propio estilo, su propia personalidad, busca su propio espacio. Creo que eh, desde el primer momento nuestras personalidades se parecen muchísimo, así que creo que esos serían los colores para mí. Súper, súper. Y Sushi es muy bella. <ríe> Muchas gracias. Tremenda gatita. <ríe> pues para el tema del día de hoy tenemos objetivos medibles o la medición de los objetivos. Danos tus primeras perspectivas sobre este tema. Es un tema que a mí me, realmente me fascina mucho porque eh, particularmente como deportista, pues eh, uno siempre ve que en los deportes eh, todo es totalmente medible. Uno sabe cuándo rompió ciertas, ciertos tiempos en ciertas carreras y que en qué lugar uno llegó y cómo ha ido eh, mejorando a través de, lo, de los años. Y eso eh, pues ha convertido una parte de la manera que, que yo mido las cosas. En adición, por supuesto, me llama muchísimo la atención en los negocios, porque eh, los negocios uno siempre quiere verlos crecer, uno siempre quiere verlos eh, desarrollarse, y los negocios tienen muchas maneras de ser eh, medibles. La más tradicional, por supuesto, es cuántos ingresos hay en la, en la empresa, cuánta facturación pueda estar haciendo pero eh, también cuántos empleados tengas en la compañía, eh, cómo están creciendo ciertas divisiones, etc. El punto más importante que quisiera siempre transmitir con algo como esto es que eh, tenemos que pensar que en la vida realmente, si uno, lo, si uno se da ¿verdad? la atención, casi todo puede ser medible. Una, una área que es como que muy natural para todos medir, ¿verdad? Y muy fácil, aunque no siempre es, es la correcta, porque tiene muchas variables que se deberían de considerar, es nuestro peso, ¿verdad? Todos eh, podemos, des, no decimos yo quiero ser flaco, sino quiero perder 10 libras. Eh, y, y estamos, o sea, entendemos y asociamos, ¿verdad? Un sentir o un, una, un factor de salud eh, a el tipo de peso eh, que estemos cargando. Y esas cosas las, las eh, vienen a, tienen su razón de ser, ¿verdad? Tienen su razón claro. de ser, que yo sé que me siento mejor tal vez a los cien, en 175 libras versus cómo me siento en 180 o en 185. Eh, igualmente, eh, hay que mirarlos, cómo, cómo se van llevando ¿verdad? Esa, esa, esos pesos. Si estoy en 185 y bajo a 175, probablemente me siento mucho mejor que si voy de 170 a 175. Eh, porque perdí, eh, subí 5 libras y tal vez eso me afecte eh, a, en mi metabolismo. O sea que hay que mirar eh, la data, hay que medirla, que es lo que estamos diciendo, y hay que poner esos objetivos que sean bien eh, objetivos, marca la repetición, ¿okay? no, no, bien subjetivos, de, no subjetivos, perdón, 
para que uno eh, pueda entonces mejor racionalizar la, los indicadores de cualquier cosa que es que estemos tratando de, de lograr. Me llama mucho la atención que, que inicie hablando sobre el peso porque me, me abre la mente a muchas variables que tiene la medición de, del peso en las personas, sobre todo igual los mismos deportistas. Eh, no todo el mundo, como, como bien dijiste, no todo el mundo quiere bajar de peso, pero hay muchas personas que están buscando ganar músculo y que su peso, o sea, suben de peso porque ganan músculo, no necesariamente porque están engordando. Asimismo, personas que, que, pues a veces hay personas que son delgadas y que empiezan a perder peso y que de igual manera pues no están necesariamente ganando músculo y esta, pez, y esta pérdida de peso pues quizá no sea eh, lo más eh, saludable. También esa primera pérdida de peso eh, quizás sea agua y no necesariamente pues una pérdida de peso real o, o consciente. Entonces estar consciente de cómo estas medidas o de cuáles son las variables que realmente eh, buscamos medir según los resultados que queremos obtener. Eh, y el tipo de medida que nos va a dar realmente la data correcta para medir el objetivo que estamos buscando. Sí, tengo que decir que he conocido compañeros y compañeras que están muy delgados, pero cuando se van y se hacen un examen de sangre, tienen el colesterol por las nubes. O sea que eh, hay factores también genéticos que te pueden dar la apariencia de tener un buen peso aceptable, pero... Cuando llega la hora de la verdad, de mirar más adelante y más adentro, te das cuenta que todavía tienes cosas que te tienes que, que preocupar. Y eso es lo que eh, quería ¿verdad? Eh, enfatizar en términos de que tenemos que mirar y tenemos que estar conscientes de las cosas que estamos midiendo. ¿okay? O sea que no puedes simplemente un día, por ejemplo, tienes cumples 40, has estado sintiendo bien toda tu vida, cumples 45 años, te vas y finalmente te dan unos dolores de cabeza, te vas y, y te, al médico y te miden la presión y la tienes altísima. Y entonces ahí dices, pero espérate, o sea, ¿cómo es que me he estado sintiendo bien todos estos años? Bueno, tal vez te has estado sintiendo bien, pero no habías estado tomando tus medidas anteriormente y ahora no tienes un punto comparativo ¿okay? para saber si esto es algo que había estado pasando ya por los últimos tres o cuatro o cinco años, ¿okay? y, o si es algo que empezó a pasar tan de repente como que en el momento en que te dio el dolor de cabeza. Eh, ¿qué, ¿Qué significa eso? Todas las cosas que queremos hacer y llevar a cabo las tenemos que empezar a medir, tenemos que crear un, lo que se, lo se llama un baseline, ¿verdad? un punto de partida y usar ese punto de partida para entonces entender la dirección en la cual estamos yendo. ¿Por qué? Porque uno puede mirar, como mencionó ahorita, es decir, si mi target es 175, okay, pero subo de 165 a 175, puede ser más agresivo que, el que lo que el cuerpo está listo para, para eh, aceptar. Eh, igualmente, de 185 a 175, pues puede ser una, una bendición en términos de energía y de fortaleza y de eh, sentirse mucho, mucho mejor, ¿verdad? O sea que hay que mirar no solamente el número y la, el, el, la, el objetivo que uno está estableciendo, sino cómo estás llegando a donde él y, cómo, y en qué dirección te estás moviendo. Eh, para poderlo eh, lograr. Esa es, es la base de, lo, de los objetivos medibles. A nivel de mercadeo, nosotros tenemos eh, infinidad de medidas que tomamos a, a todo el tiempo, o sea, la cantidad de views, la cantidad de likes, eh, la audiencia, la, el, el conocimiento que tienen las personas sobre nuestra marca, eh, la penetración de la marca en medios digitales, los visitas a la web, la, nuestros seguidores en el podcast. 
Entonces, cada una de estas medidas viene siempre a, a tocarse en contra de lo que es nuestra medida base o nuestra medida anterior o la medida del año anterior. Y de ahí es donde nosotros estamos como que siempre visualizando cómo vamos creciendo o decreciendo, que es lo que nos lleva a hacer cambios en la estrategia, a hacer cambios en el contenido y eh, sobre todo a estar pendiente de cómo tú hablabas de las tendencias que nos hacen capaces de alejarnos de tendencias negativas y montarnos o incluirnos en tendencias positivas. Absolutamente. Y DIS se rige bajo el concepto de que tenemos que crecer un 15% todos los años. Y como mencionas, eso entonces tiene otros sinnúmeros de, de métricas que van atados a ella. ¿Cómo, cómo medimos esa, esa gente que nos está visitando en mercadeo? ¿Cómo medimos cada una de las divisiones dentro de la empresa que esté, que esté creciendo? Pero, en fin, lo importante es que si no tienes un objetivo y si el objetivo que estableces no es medible, estás, estás en un camino que, que, no, que no funciona. Y hay una frase eh, en inglés que la voy a tratar de, de, de traducir al español, espero que le haga justicia, pero donde dice, si tú no sabes a dónde vas, todos los caminos te llevan a ese sitio. Pues claro, porque no sabes para dónde vas. Así que cualquier camino que escojas te va a llevar a un sitio que no sabes cuál es, ¿ok? Versus que si tienes una medida, tienes que entonces forjar muchas veces tu propio camino para estar seguro que llegues a, al lugar donde tenías planeado. Ir. Tener esa claridad de, de visualización es vital. Creo que, que con ese último pensamiento, Rubén, tenemos este episodio listo. Le, le agradecemos a ti y a nuestra audiencia por estar conectados con nosotros y esperamos que se conecten en futuros episodios. Y nos vemos muy pronto. Saludos Hasta a luego. todos. Thank you.